Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honestly, Let's Talk. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd Nesloni, and my other co-host is... Johora, a.k.a. Sojo. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, I am so excited to see you today, Johora. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, um, but I know you've started school and things are crazy, and so I'm glad we get to kind of have this conversation today. Yes, I'm really excited. I always love chatting with you. So, so, so what are we talking about today, Jahora? So our last show, and if you didn't get a chance to check it out, make sure you do. But our last show, we talked all about um, establishing boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that made me think it's really difficult to establish boundaries. And it's especially difficult when you realize these boundaries aren't working and you don't know if this is a friendship that you want to continue or some type of relationship that you want to continue. So I wanted to talk all about just toxic friendship. And I, when you said this was going to be the topic, I was like, Ooh, this is going to be good. I'm, I'm ready to talk about this because this is something that I've experienced in my own life and has become something that I had to really learn. Um, and honestly, I feel like some days I'm still learning it with some sometimes. And so I'm, I'm pumped to jump, jump into this. So I'd love to know for you, Jahora, when was this something that you really noticed that, because I think when I think about my own path, there became a point where I noticed that toxic friendships were a thing. I never yes. thought that it affected me. I never thought it was, I was like, what are they people talking about? They just don't know how to make friends. And so, but when did you realize that, you know what, I'm in the middle of, of toxic friendship right now? You know, it's so funny. I feel like I talk about this a lot, but I feel like the age of 30 was like a coming of age, you know, so to speak for me, that's when I realized like, oh, I think I'm knowing myself a little more. And as I felt like I knew myself, then I knew what I liked and what I disliked. And I, it, it started to become clear to me that unfortunately, not everyone is out for your best interest. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is for you. There yeah. are going to be people who try to dim your light and um, you start getting better at noticing those people. Mm-hmm. I will say that it was very difficult for me because my first friends were my siblings. So mm-hmm we were taught like this undying loyalty that if we don't like that, you don't like this person, we don't like this person. (laughs) Or if, if, you know, you have to go to bat for this, we are all going to go to Uh bat for that. So I had a very skewed vision, I would say of friendship. Mm -hmm. And so I went into it like, Oh, I'm going to be loyal to this person. I'm never going to give up on them because that's how I was with, with my brothers and my sisters. So then I realized like, wait, I, I don't have to keep people in my life that I feel like are not safe people for me. You know, that that's really interesting that that, that is kind of how you went there. And I love the tie in with your family too. You know, when I think about mine, it's like, when I think about friendships that I made pre social media, um, it was, I was very guarded. I was very careful. I really got to know a person before I allowed them in. And so I feel like I never really dealt with toxic friendships, um, because I was so careful and I wasn't really interacting with a ton of people outside of work or my church group. And so it was very, my, my circle was very small. Um, but as I, you know, got on social media and, and started connecting with others and then what's great about social media is it opens it up where you have so many opportunities to connect with people, but it it takes a lot more to get to know them because if you're only connecting on social media, you're only seeing what they choose to share with you. Um, 
a little bit different than when you're in person with somebody all the time. And so, you know, as I found some notoriety for some of the things that I was doing and, and as my book came out, um, I was like, oh my gosh, look, I'm making all these friends and, and these people are coming into my life and this person yeah. wants to collaborate and this person wants to, to meet up and do this. And very quickly, I found myself often, uh, how do I say, often editing who I was to fit what that person wanted in a friend, um, mm. not realizing that I was doing it until it came to a point where I didn't even recognize who I was anymore because now I like the things they like and I, and I'm doing whatever they ask. And, and, and then I realized, Oh my goodness, this person is using me or abusing the friendship or anything like that. And that was something I never really experienced before um, getting on social media. So that was kind of my path to identifying, Oh my goodness, this is not a healthy friendship for me. So let me ask you this. So you talked about, you being very guarded in person. And then as we transitioned to social media, that's when your guard started to come down. Why do you think that was? You know, I don't know if it's necessarily my guard coming down. I think it was more of a, you know, I, I've always kept a very tight circle of friends. Um, I'm, I, I've always lived in rural areas, so it's not like there was a lot of people to choose from to begin with, but I always right. had a great tight circle. And so when those floodgates kind of opened, and there was that possibility of, oh my gosh, look, I can so grow my friendship circle and, and I can let this person in and this person in. It was kind of that intoxicating, exciting feeling of, oh my goodness, I can have all of these friends now that I didn't have in the past, I think. I see. Okay. So it was kind of like opening up those doors, especially because of, of your background and where you came from, from being from that rural area. Yeah. So yeah it wasn't like, necessarily oh, being more... People. Yeah, and it, it wasn't necessarily being more open or vulnerable because, you know, you can really con control what you share on social media. It was more of a, oh, my gosh, these people actually want to get to know me. They want to be my friend. And that was exciting for me to have that kind of moment. And I think it's hard when you yourself have a good heart mm -hmm. and you care about people and you love people genuinely um, and you're an empath. So you like are compassionate and um, empathetic of people. So I think that that draws certain people in. It draws really good people in, but I think also oh, yeah. um, sometimes it draws not so good people yeah. in. And you were mentioning about how you were getting a little bit of notoriety from some of the things that you were doing in the realm of education. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when you start realizing that there are some people who view friendships as transactional. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had never experienced that before. And, you know, you hear like people in the like when, OK, this is going to be a totally unfair comparison. So please don't judge me on this. But like you hear like these celebrities who are like, I I didn't know they weren't really my friend. Or they were just using me to get to the tabloids or they were making money off of me. And I'm just like, OK, people, you're you're like this big. you got to know that that's going to happen. And for me, I'm like, I'm just this little nobody who one person, one group recognized for something. And now it's like, people aren't going to use me to get ahead. They're not going to use, and, and, and really to get ahead, like, what can I really offer to get too far ahead? But, um, but it was one of those kinds of things, like, I'm not that important for people to do that until, you know, you, you're right. What, there are two types of people who will come into you when you are such a person, like, I always want to help people. I always, I'm always for like, you know, what do you need? How can I do it? And so being that kind of person, 
and not experiencing toxicity in friendships before, I wasn't prepared and didn't know right. how to identify the signs until I was already so deep that then it became painful to separate myself from that person. Absolutely. And, and I think that's a, that's a good segue of talking about identifying mm-hmm. those people. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking a lot about this, like how, how can you identify when you're in a toxic situation? Because it's hard to know when you're in it. Right. Um, and I guess the first thing I think that started to kind of lead me into realizing like, oh, this isn't really a good person for me was just having like a feeling. It started with like a feeling, like a heaviness in my chest of, oh, like I don't feel light when I'm around this person or after I'm done hanging out with this person. I feel kind of heavy. I Mm -hmm. feel like not good. I guess is the only way I can describe it. Just, oh, like why am I feeling kind of blah after I've hung out with this person? Like what is it? And then I think that is kind of a red flag when you're realizing like, I have kind of like a, my face is kind of screwed up after <laughs> hanging out with this person. Like, Well, well I got to ask though, do, uh, you know, I, I can totally relate to that, but do you find yourself in some of those friendships where you're like, okay, I, this, like they'll, they'll do something that is very, it cuts you to the core. And in yeah. that moment you realize this is a toxic friendship. I don't leave this friend feeling better about myself. I leave feeling worse, but then a day passes and then you're like, I kind of miss that friend. You know, maybe that yes. was just a bad day. Maybe I, I, I want to, I, I, I like that friendship. And it's like, you forget what they did to you until yes. they do it again. And you're like, dang it. I fell into the trap again. Do you ever find yes. like, there's been friends that I'm like, I know this friend's toxic. And then a day later, I'm like, no, they were just having a bad day. A smidge of toxicity, you know, like they're, they're okay in here. Or you yes, even find absolutely. yourself blaming yourself. Like sometimes I find myself going, Well, if I wouldn't have said that, then they probably wouldn't yes. have been. So that's not really a toxic friendship. I just got to do better at this. Yes. And then that starts leading into you trying to adjust um, your established boundaries. And yep. that's not good either. So I, I would always think, like, Oh, well, I just take things too seriously. Like they weren't really making fun of me. You know, we were just having like a back and forth, but it's like, if I've told you this is one of my insecurities and you keep writing on it and you keep roasting me about it, or you keep joking about it, then it's like, no, they're not listening anymore. Like it's not, it's funny until it's not, you know? And when you start having that realization, then you know, like there are some people that genuinely just want to hurt you. You know, and I'd love to know, like for you, is there a particular breaking point that that is always reached or is it different for every toxic person you come in? Because, I, you know, I think about mine and and, I, and hearing you talk, I feel like you have that personality where once they get you a certain way, it's like, oh, no, 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 this is done. Like, I, I, you don't get me like that. Bye. Like, I can yes. totally see you being like that. And I'm totally not like that at all. So I'd love to know, like in your walk, you know, is there a certain line that is that exists for everyone or does it kind of shift depending on the friendship? You know, it's funny. Um, I would say that it's different for like between like males and females, mm-hmm. um, particularly like any potential partners or anything like yeah. that. I'm like, OK, no, we're done. This is over <laughs> type of thing. Uh, but with with female friendships, I would say it was it was a lot harder because I felt like it was difficult for me to make friends with women 
particularly with um, with black women. Um, mm-hmm. That was really, really hard for me. So then when I realized like, oh, like, oh, this is a friend that I have and this is a black woman and we're having like this great friendship. But then there are some things that I'm kind of like uh, about. I had to kind of separate that, oh, this is just not a good person. This is not a good friend. And she just so happens to be black. Um, so that was a, a big distinction for me. But now I'm definitely on the lines of, hey, you know what? At the first red flag, I'm out. Yeah. Um, or I'm going to distance myself from you. Very few people do I completely disentangle from. You have to really, really, I feel like be incredibly harmful to me. Yeah. Other people at the first sign, if it's, if this flag is a little bit, a tint of pink, I'm out. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of, uh, or I'll back away uh, slowly. So not slowly, but it's just, oh, you want to hang out? No, no, I, yeah. I'm busy. It's so funny. There's two things you said there that really resonated with me. And that first one was, you know, not having a lot of female black friends, you tended to put up with a lot more because you're like, I've longed for this type of friend. And, you know, that resonated with me because I think, you know, I've always struggled with making a lot of guy friends because I don't like sports. I could care less about. And it's like, I don't go out drinking, like all those things that typical Texan guys uh, do. It's like, I've always struggled with finding. So I've found myself in a lot of my male oriented friendships where I will put up with a lot more crap from somebody Mm -hmm. because I'm like, well, these people don't come along very often. Like it's, I'm willing to put up with more just so I can have one of them in my life. And so I totally resonated with you when you said that, but you know, you said something else too, that I was thinking about. And it's like, I find myself sometimes too, forgiving a lot more um, with certain friendships and being able to um, like, they'll be apologetic even though they're toxic. And even though in the back of my head, I know it's not a good friendship when they are apologetic. I'm such a person where it's like, okay, you can have shot number 47. Uh, (laughs) You can try 48 times now, maybe, maybe at 48 is your lucky number. And so, but, and then I just, I, I think that's part of just my, forgiving attitude but there is a point where I don't think I can do it I don't think I do it well by myself which is why my super inner circle of friends when I vent things or share things they'll be like Todd that's not good like you need to place the distance and sometimes I need to hear that perspective of somebody even closer to me to to tell me that Yes, I agree. Especially when you are like neurodivergent. Sometimes I have this catastrophic thinking where I'm like, oh, you know, people are out to get me, things mm-hmm. like that. So sometimes it is good for you to have that sounding board in some of your very close circles. Like, hey, and sometimes I'll be like, hey, I need to know if I'm being a little too sensitive about this yeah. or if I'm thinking about this the wrong way. And when you have those people that you trust that are able to help you, then it's kind of like you get that validation or you get that kind of loving check. Like, yeah, no, I, th- I think that I, I don't think that this person meant it in this way. So um, I'm glad that you brought that up. Because well, you know, it's funny because there. I've got friends too. Like there's two of my two best friends who I had to actually be really explicit with them about, 
I need you to tell me because there was a, a there was a friendship I had where it was a working relationship as well. And, and we had a lot of success, did a lot of great things together. Um, and I noticed some triggers for me, uh, some toxicity, some things that I thought this person was one thing, but as you really get to know them, you realize, oh, that's just the beginning of the friendship personality. Like it changed mm -hmm. the real one after a while. And so when it finally got to the point where I was like so damaged that I could tell something was wrong, and I put the space there and I was telling one of my friends and he was like, oh yeah, I saw that from day one. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And he said, well, I didn't want you to get like upset. Like you were so excited about this friendship. Y'all were doing all this stuff together. I was like, no. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, when you see something, tell me day one. So I don't go through all this pain. I know. <laughs> There's, what, what is that quote? Like they always tell us this for like active you know, threats or whatever. If you see something, say, say something. something. Yeah. Listen, if you see that this is going down a tumultuous path, I need you to let lead me down the other side, y'all. I don't need this character building experience. I've had enough of those. Let me know if you think that this friend is trash and I should not be friends with them. <laughs> so, you know, we talked a little bit a second ago, though, about kind of identifying factors of how do you even know if the friendship's toxic? And you said something um, that was one of the things, which was when you leave that person's uh, presence and you feel worse than when you were with them, what, what do you think are some other triggers that people who might listening might be go, I'm not really sure if that friendship's toxic or not. Oh, okay. I would say if it seems like it's a give, give, give on your end and it's a take, take, take from them. Mm -hmm. So I like to think about the times when people hit me up or the times that people call me like, Hey, uh, can I borrow some money? Like mm -hmm. I'm in a bind. Sure. Absolutely. This 15th text. Hey, can I borrow something? No, no, <laughs> you cannot borrow any money. Cause guess what? I'm a teacher and I'm broke too. Okay. Yep, so yep. When, when you feel like you're constantly giving, constantly giving and, um, or it can even be on the flip side where people it's not, um, them taking from you like monetary, but them taking like some of your energy. So yeah. it could be um, like, hey, you only call me when there are amazing, incredible things happening in your life. And you just want to, for lack of better words, brag about it. You yeah. need someone to talk to you about this. So it's like, I'm that person on that sounding board, but you don't at, at any point in the conversation ask how my day is or yeah. ask um, how things are going in my life. Like you just called like hey how's it going oh by the way let me tell you every single thing about me okay great talk bye yeah no that's very transactional as well um it makes me feel like i'm just serving this purpose for you you know well, you and it's, it's not ahead. that we have like um it's not that we have like a like a shared um mm -hmm. give and give yeah. um friendship well, you know, that makes me think of two triggers that I've seen from toxic friends. And one of them is very similar to what you just said. And it's, it's the idea of, you know, when I share something with a friend and they're listening and then they flip what I said and make it all about them. And I'm oh. like, okay, this is not the person I need to be sharing this with because I don't feel like they heard anything I said because now, okay, we're into their drama. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be, oh, I'll help with that. And it's like, okay, where did we start this conversation? That's one. The other yes. thing that is really um, a huge red flag for me is the way we interact individually and then the way they interact with me in a larger group. Oh, uh, yeah. There's several friends that I'm like, we're, I feel like we're super close. 
the way we joke with each other, the way we talk. And then when we get in a larger group, I'm like, I don't even know you. Like that is yeah. that's how you are. And then, and then I sometimes become somewhat invisible in those situations to that friend. And so uh, to me, that's another one that if we can't be the same friends in a group as we are individually, then I don't want it. Yeah. It's like they're a shapeshifter or an anamorph or something. Like they just, they just shifted and it's like, yep. wait, but you weren't like the, or. So one red flag that I feel like people don't really think about is if that other person is constantly talking about others and if they're talking about others that they still hang out with. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm going to tell you all about like my other best friend and give me all the dirt. And it's like, that makes me think, what are you saying about me? You know, you're totally right because I think about there's some people that I know that I've made friendships with through social media where they'll talk about like, oh my gosh, I can't stand this person. They're so fake. Da, da, da. And then they'll go out there and publicly be like, oh, I love this person there. And I'm like, wait a minute. You just told me they were the fakest person in the world. And now um, I don't believe you. So if you're talking about exactly. them, clearly you're talking about me. Uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, that is a huge red flag for me. Like you will drag this person behind closed doors, but you act like everything is everything is like all fine and dandy when they're around. So, you know, I, I, I think we've done a lot of good talking about our experiences and kind of some red flags. And so as we kind of wrap this up and, and close out our combo today about toxic friendships, what is your thing that you want to leave with people about this? I think that people need to understand that it's not our job to be everyone's savior. So mm-hmm. it's okay for you to walk away from friendships. Um, it, it's not your job to to constantly be the one pouring into them, like hoping that they're going to, to change. Usually if you have a bad feeling, like go with your gut. And I think a lot of us forget that. And we think that we have to be the ones to, um, to help them out or to save them or, you know, all of that. Um, and also it's okay to take breaks from friendships. It's okay for you to put some distance between you two. Um, and just all about like really just all about your feelings like if you yeah. feel like something's kind of uh about it there's probably something uh about it i love that you know th- that's such great advice i think for me i would leave people with my personality is one of that i've started to say you know if you are leaving a friendship and feeling worse about yourself be open and honest with that friend and say, these kind of things hurt me. These kind of things are bothering me. And if that person then continues it after you've been very vulnerable and honest, then that's a friendship you need to break away from. Um, I think for me, that's my real telltale is when I've been vulnerable with you and I have let you know that something is painful or that something, something hurts that you, you need to hopefully as my friend, help that not happen. (laughs) Exactly. I think people understand that be that vulnerable and openness, but know like exactly what you said, Jahora, it's okay to put that space in there. It's okay to, to take a little bit of time away from someone or you don't have to give, give, give all the time. So I hope people really enjoyed this conversation about toxic friendships. We'd love to kind of know what other people are using to kind of put space in between how they're dealing with toxic friendships. So tag us on social media, share with us what sticks out to you and we'll see you for our next conversation. Bye.